0: To the December 27th edition of the PFF Forecast. This is the Sunday morning, week 16 edition. It's Eric and George. And uh, we're recording this during the last like three minutes of the San Francisco 49ers-Arizona Cardinals game. And I am on complete tilt right now because I'm a Niners fan. I need the Niners to lose. the last
1: three minutes or has it?
0: I need the Niners to lose so they get a better draft pick. I need Kyler Murray not to suck so that I can win my fantasy league. Um, and both of those things are going in the like exact opposite direction. So hopefully we can take my mind off this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been the last four or five minutes, but it's felt like three hours. I mean, I know we, we got a great number with Arizona at minus three and a half. We're going to eat those two and a half points of closing line value for dinner, uh, for dinner tonight, yeah. for Christmas Feeding dinner. My
0: whole family, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i might so, invite
0: some people over for some closing line value what do you think well we
1: got closing line value yesterday on the vikings and of course they shit themselves too so did the, the afc the seventh playoff team is going to be worthy of it right the the seventh playoff team in the nfc is going to be a dog shit football team yeah and like unfortunately uh it might end up being chicago and Mr. trubisky mitch trubisky taking the bears to the playoffs for the t- second time in third in three years which is uh pretty funny um so does this mean – are you upset with this in the in the same way like the Bills in, in 2018, 2017 were upset in that now you're going to have to trade up for Zach Wilson? Like you could have got him with your natural pick, but you, fuck, you, you screwed up the tank, and now you have to trade up for him? Or is it like a – is it a, okay, we got to roll. I'm, Steve Kornacki, be damned. We're going to roll with Jimmy G a little bit more.
0: I'm worried that um... – that will be so far off. Like I thought we would have had to trade up for him anyways. And so I'm worried now that falling back on the, you know, if you're back at 10, 12, 13, 14, it just makes it harder to trade up, you know? And, um, and I think that makes it less likely that, you know, Lynch will want to give up a ton. That being said, if he really likes Zach Wilson, I, I have faith that Lynch will go like make it happen, but... Um, yeah,
1: well, I, I, the Rams and the and the Eagles traded up from 15 or so. Yeah, to two, but they gave up a ton. They gave up 16. an absolute
0: ton, you know, and yeah. and look at look, you know, like, are... like you, you know, as much as I like Zach Wilson, you have no idea if he's actually going to work out. Right. There's still um, a ton of a ton of variance there. But the fact that he's run so much of a play action. Oh, gold missed it, buddy. All right. Really? Oh, we've so got alive. a chance. We've got a chance.
1: All right. Robbie Gold, Robbie Gold, MVP, MVP. Um, let's, uh, how have you done? So, so, let, let's talk about this week's games a little bit. But how how did yesterday go? I know we had the Vikings a little bit, but did you at least get a little bit of a taste on Kamara in your fantasy league?
0: Well, see, I have I have Kamara uh, in the in this championship league uh, in championship matchup. So I had a huge win there, right? I have Kamara. I also. I bet a bunch of good props, so I, I cash in on all those. and I have to, if I manage to lose this matchup with Kamara, then you know, th- then there's no saving me. Like the, the Ohio River, I'll be swimming yeah. in the Ohio River. So speaking of props, though, the props yesterday were great. I went under breeze uh, passing touchdowns. Um, I actually went under Kamara receiving yards. Um, as a little bit of a hedge, and ended up uh, hitting the middle there, which was great. Um, and I went to Kirk Cousins no interceptions. Uh, so uh, those were those were all really nice. This week, I've got one that I really like, and it is Nick Chubb receiving yards. Now uh, I see it on the PFF.com props tool at eight and a half. All of Cleveland's receivers are basically down with COVID, so. Um, against the New York Jets, I'm not worried about um, the Jets being too good uh, t- to cover the, the running backs. So over eight and a half receiving yards for Chubb is one I like. And on the same game, I also like Baker over nine and a half rushing yards for the exact same reasons.
1: How do you think they got COVID? Do you think they went to Gala Park with Renner or what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, you guys will appreciate this inside joke that that are listening gal park for those of you listening is like a wannabe vegas club here in cincinnati so (laughs) it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility um here's the other one that i like in this game kareem hunt's receiving yards prop is 16 and a half which i think might be my favorite of all three of those um give me a couple props that that you like before we get into the games
1: Oh, man. So, I said yesterday, so I did a cameo on Ben Brown's podcast, um, and I like the Jeff Wilson receiving over, by the way. Thank you very much. Everybody Like uh, that was a good one for everybody. Um, one that Ben likes that I, I also like with him is Lamar Jackson over one-and-a-half touchdowns. Um, I think Daniel Jones playing makes that more likely to occur at plus 150. Um, I – man these are all and and here's one that's been hitting the last few weeks and i think it has a lot and i'm gonna stay in the same game miles boykin over 12 and a half receiving yards <laughs> he's been getting a target or two every single week um and i think you know it's it's a really it's a solid send there
0: remember you can uh, tune into the pff live show at 11 30 a.m tomorrow on the pff youtube channel and we'll have a bunch more props there let's jump into the sunday slate now so Um obviously a bunch of games. These games all suck, by the way. What'd you say?
1: These games all kind of suck, right?
0: (laughs) I mean, there's a there's only a couple of The ones ones. that we like. From a betting perspective, I think there are a couple of interesting ones. Um, and I'll start with uh with this one here, which is the the Chiefs and the Falcons. Falcons ten and a half point underdog. Tyreek Hill's questionable. The Chiefs have not covered in a very long time. Um you know, these big spreads have been something that they just have been not, uh, not anywhere close to covering. So I, as much as I hate to bet the Falcons at 10 and a half, even without Julio Jones, to me, this is, this is a go spot on the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, here, here's a, here's the deal though. I think, um, I, I think that the Chiefs are going to extend here. One of the things I was, I was sort of like relaying my opinion to some people about whether I think the Chiefs should rest their starters half of this game, um, you, know, ha- you know, half of tw- week, week 17. And I was assured by a few people that Andy doesn't rest his guys until it's clinched. And they're contrary to some belief, which is that if Tampa Bay would have won and New Orleans would have won, That the Chiefs would have clinched based on strength of victory. That's actually not true. They they don't clinch this weekend for sure unless they win or uh, or Pittsburgh loses or Buffalo. Like it's not in the bag yet for them. So they're gonna play their guys today uh, or tomorrow. I mean, to me that's that's my only deterrent. But at the same time, as you said, they've had a hard time covering three point spreads, seven point spreads, let alone ten and a half. So i don't think i could lay it with the chiefs here i do kind of like over in this game um you know because i I think that there's going to be some scoring um speaking of over i also like over in the indy pittsburgh game
0: yeah and and indy pittsburgh i still really like indianapolis this line has been jumping um uh, over and back uh, between zero um neither of those matter all that much um it's not crossing three um, we've talked about that a bunch on uh, the forecast on Wednesday and I think everyone just still expects the Steelers to be good because they started out 11 and0 like I, I really think that is still anchoring people here and if you look at just what they've been over the past five games I I, st- I think this number is still short like I think Indy should be a 3 point favorite in this game. Um let's talk yeah, about it, a couple Indy, of the-
1: Indy was laying a point and a half now they're getting a point. We've seen a number of these line moves here. I, I don't think it's warranted I think that the I think that the Steelers are not a good enough outfit to beat Pittsburgh straight up. And I or sorry uh, Indy Indy is a far better outfit than Pittsburgh. I don't think Pittsburgh can beat Indy straight up.
0: Okay, so here are um a couple of uh, th- there's really not a lot of value here. We've seen lines move. Like, for example, Tennessee was three and a half point underdogs. Now it's three. I struggle to pick either side of that. Dallas now a three-point underdog at home. So you lose that that three if you're betting the Eagles. Um, but let's talk about Seattle and Los Angeles here for a second. Um, basically a pick em, Seattle minus one at home. The last time these two teams played, like the Los Angeles Rams defense had figured out how to stop Seattle, okay? They had Aaron Donald up front, Jalen Ramsey outside, Darius Williams was fantastic. Are you betting on that happening again? Like, we talk about this all the time, like, don't bet on defenses being great. But I, you know, this is tricky because Seattle has not looked like Seattle late.
1: Yeah, what 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 is this line moving on? This line is probably moving away from... Seattle's offense, mm-hmm. d- ignoring Seattle's defensive resurgence of late, which I think is sharp, um, moving towards L.A. Rams' defense, which I don't agree with. You know, I, I think the Rams don't have – as good as Ramsey is, I don't think that their two corners are as talented as two wide receivers Seattle, and offense wins championships, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's a really tough thing for me to buy into. Um, Jared Goff played okay football the last time they played okay football probably doesn't get it done oh you know 65 percent of the time against Seattle right they're off op- Seattle's offense is too efficient and too good so for me for my money I think it's Seattle or nothing here and uh the Rams have shown a little bit of the cracks in the armor that we've seen over the past you know few weeks that we thought that they'd have the whole season and gr- granted this thing opening near Seattle you like got a, a field goal was obviously a reaction to the Rams losing, but I think the buyback was a sort of reaction to what people thought was an overreaction, which mm-hmm. I think losing to the Jets is part of a fundamental issue, right? If you have a quarterback that gets you on the green consistently unlike like, the Vikings don't lose to the Jets with Kirk cousins, the, right. the, 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 um 49ers don't lose to the Jets with Jimmy Garoppolo, like, I think Goff is even a step below some of those guys, and that gives me real pause against a team like Seattle with Russell Wilson laying just a point.
0: There's a lot of really good stuff on PFF.com right now. If you got a little Christmas cash, I've got a great offer for you, and that is the PFF Elite subscription, which gets you the PFF props tool and the betting dashboards, a must-have, an absolute must-have for the playoffs, plus the DFS Optimizer, another must have for the playoffs, plus all of the great premium content, includes the draft guide, all the stuff for the draft. But if you use the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, you will get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription, that's a $100 value. So you're saving money and making money at the same time. Go to pff.com. Get a PFF Elite subscription. Use promo code ACTION. Get a free ACTION PRO subscription. That includes all other sports. NBA just started. Um, So this is a great deal. It's my Christmas gift to you. Go to PFF.com and make it happen. Yeah, at the same time, the Rams offense being bad against the Jets, to me, is what you talk about a lot with the Chiefs and what Andy Reid does with his game plans, which are... You know, much better against teams that are good and in games that they need to win, and so I fully anticipate Sean McVay to have a lot, a lot of really great play calls. he has—he's gonna have a plan for this game that is gonna be much, much better than the plan or lack of a plan that he had against the Jets. And they have just always had such great success against the Seahawks in that cover three. And as much as I like, as much as I hate using the rams defense as a reason here i actually think the biggest reason that i would lean on the rams is that the seahawks defense is being given way more credit than they deserve um everyone is hyped up again about um, uh, adams setting the the sack record which just cracks me up like he's been an absolute disaster in coverage and people think he's been great a great addition because he's got these sacks that are just coming on blitzes now granted that's good for them because they don't have a pass rush and like that's great but um that's also bad because you were hoping that he was going to be this dynamic piece on the on the back end um so this is an interesting one i i would right now i I have a i'm really torn on this game but if i had to pick one way i would probably lean um with the rams
1: are there really okay because this is big right because If Seattle wins, they clinch the NFC West and stay alive for the one seed um, because Green Bay doesn't play until the night game. Um, If the Rams win, now they set up a matchup with Arizona next week that not only determines whether the Rams win the NFC West, but whether Arizona gets in the playoffs because there's a really small chance that the Bears will lose to both Jacksonville and to Green Bay, and they have the tiebreaker with Arizona. So that sets up a really interesting matchup the following week, which – Man, we were talking about the possible NBC Sunday Night Football matchups. You know, it's Washington, Philly, possibly it's Cleveland, Pittsburgh. But there's a there's permutations, as we found out, where neither one of those games matters either, Um, you know, for both teams. But the Rams-Cardinals one could be a sneaky Sunday Night Football game where it sort of matters to both teams.
0: Yeah, it would be very interesting. Um, are there any, like, teasers? Because it's hard. Oh, there's not a ton of value on the board. There,
1: are, there aren't that many good teasers left, George. I would say, I mean, so the Chicago back down to one and a half is still an option mm-hmm. for you. So Chicago, Houston, I think is the one that we gave out on the show. I think that that's still value. Cleveland is down to six and a half now. So you're basically teasing favorites down to a pick. Um, but a lot of these are teasers protected now um, there for a brief moment. There was a Las Vegas Raiders plus two and a half tonight that, that, you know, Ben and I teased with, you know, Arizona minus zero to show how big of a donkey we were. Um, but, you know, again, if you like the Raiders enough to tease it up to eight and a half from two and a half and the number slips to three even, you just take the three even. That, right. That's a better value, right? Like That's what we try to teach people. Um, so not a ton here, man. I mean, not a ton here. Uh, I'm interested to see in the 4 o'clock hour what Carolina and Washington do, man. That, that's a big game.
0: Huge game. And then that makes, obviously, whatever happens in Philly, Dallas, very big as well. Let's talk about the Sunday night game a little bit. Tennessee... Uh, was about a three and a half point underdog for most of the week. It's now three. We agree with this line movement, right? We would have taken, uh, we had value on Tennessee as a three and a half point yeah. underdog. The totals at 54. Um, I was going through this matchup again this morning. Neither of these teams have anything resembling a defense. Both these teams have very good offenses. Like what, how does this not go? This seems like it's an it's a high total, but I mean it, this should be just a, an absolute score festival. I I don't understand. I I think that this would be if I had to bet the night game, I would go props and I would go with the over.
1: Oh, yeah. I look. I think the I I can't bet under this game, but I can see why you wouldn't bet over. Here's why. I think pace is an important part of what both of these teams try to do. And if you get any sort of... Both of these quarterbacks and and offenses have been really good red zone teams, right? Tennessee, especially since the beginning of the year, right? Like last year, they were an amazing red zone team. Early in the season, you saw Steven Gastowski every five seconds on NFL red zone. But now, Mm -hmm. you know, they're starting to score with Will. Both of these teams want to eat the clock up for eight minutes, right? And then both of the teams want... And if you end up, let's say you go field goal, field goal in the first quarter, then I kind of want to bet some live over. But I can't bet under here because exactly what you're saying. You're betting against two really efficient offenses. Betting over, though, you're betting against the idea that both of them are pretty slow offenses.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. It's a good point. Um, It's going to be a a Derrick Henry. I can I can just tell you right now
1: the the, the matchup. The matchup is the reason why this has come down to three. If you take pure power numbers, let me look here. I think pure power numbers, three is probably a little short. So we have Green Bay. Uh, I guess no. I mean that, and actually we have Tennessee at four point four points better than the average team. Green Bay about five and a half. Home field advantage is basically nothing. So you put it at two. Um, so no, there- I was going to say that I think the matchup favorite. This is just probably a better, you know, bet in Tennessee's favor. I think the, the, this bet is probably better for Tennessee than the pure power numbers would suggest because of the matchup with what Tennessee represents versus what Green Bay tries to put out there defensively.
0: Here's something that I, I think could be an X factor. And if you were forcing me to take the spread one way or the other, I'd take Tennessee. And the reason being is that everyone is focusing on how it's a great matchup for Henry, but it's a great matchup for Ryan Tannehill. Um, and one of the reasons it's a great matchup for Ryan Tannehill is the Packers do not get pressure on the quarterback. And that's Ryan Tannehill's huge bugaboo. He takes a sack about one every five times he's under pressure, which is not something that shows up in his passing numbers, obviously. It's why his passing numbers always look fantastic. Um, but it's a main reason why that offense can get slowed down because they don't throw the ball that much. Green Bay can't get pressure on the quarterback. And I think that will mean that Ryan Tannehill has an opportunity. It's just like that game against Cleveland where everyone thought Cleveland was going to come out and run the heck out of the ball. I could see Tennessee coming out and having a ton of passing success here. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Ryan Tannehill. Um, And I think the reason this has gotten up to three, first off, the fact that it's a key number. But second off, you know, people believe that the cold in Green Bay impacts things. Um, I'm going to go ahead and fade that narrative. It gets cold in Nashville, too.
1: The um, the linebackers for Green Bay are not something I really want no. to play in, that into and. You know, that's those are really the players that you, you force up with the play action. So, I mean, I, I like that. I, I'm excited for that game. The, we've, had, we've had some Sunday night games that have been duds. I think this one has the potential to be a really good football game.
0: A great game. Yeah, the, the, the Titans are averaging nearly 10 yards per play on play off play action. It's the best in the league. And it's like, why would you not just run it every time? They are running it the most in the NFL. But uh, anyways, that is uh, that is us wrapping up the slate. Tune in tomorrow on the PFF YouTube channel, 11.30. We'll go over props and sides for each game. Uh, Let's close out here with a little prize pick action. Uh, So you go to prizepicks.com and the way this works, you pick anywhere between two and five players and you decide whether they're gonna go over or under their fantasy projection. And uh, then what you're able to do is you're able to um, parlay those together. And if you hit, say, all four of your four that you choose, you get paid out 10x what you uh, put in. So um, we're going to have to go because we're doing this before the Saturday night slate. What we're going to do is we're going to go over some QBs for for Sunday that we like either over or under four. And then you can pair them with some other players. Go to pff.com and you can see all of our projections for all the uh, different props and you can uh, or uh, fantasy point totals and you can act accordingly Uh, i'll start this one off and i'm going to go with an over and that over is going to be matt ryan over 20 Hmm. points against kansas city um by hook or by crook i think he's going to make that happen even if it's with a backdoor valiant effort
1: backdoor valiant effort is yeah i I set you up there i put
0: that on a tee for you Um.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, under 17.
0: Yep. I mean, who? What else do you need to know other than the entire uh, wide receiving room has COVID? Although, I
1: call it the Cheesecake Factory special.
0: <laughs> um, all right, let me give you one more, uh, and that is going to be um, under 17 and a half for your boy Drew Locke. One hey. of the things. Oh, I
1: thought you were gonna say Big Ben.
0: Uh, you know what? I like that one as well under 17 and a half okay. big Ben and drew lock. Um, one of the things that I feel most confident in coming out of this year is that drew lock is not very good at football. Um, yeah. it is a real struggle and people are going to make the comparison to Josh Allen. And I just don't think that's fair to Josh Allen, like Josh or, Allen
1: or the bills organization. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Josh, Josh Allen, uh, was, was inaccurate. Yeah but he showed you signs of life and i don't see those signs of life from Drew Lock. No. I'm
1: going to go I'm going to I'm going to go over Patrick Mahomes 26. I think I think the Falcons defense is bad. I think the Chiefs this is sort of going to be their last full game before, you know, in in like th- a month, you know. Yeah. So, I think they're going to go out with a bang. I think Mahomes maybe on the ground maybe once, but through the air a number of times. Um, give me Mahomes 26 I know it's square And I know the sharp side is to bet under But uh, give me Mahomes over 26
0: Alrighty let's get it uh, By the way the only uh, The Niners ended up obviously winning this game So I am in the depths of the spare The only thing keeping me alive right now Eric Is that the props tool PFF.com props tool did not fail me Did not fail me I went over Brady passing touchdowns Absolute cinch And I went under Kyler Murray passing touchdowns. That has been one of the sneakiest, best props of the season. Uh, It wasn't even close. I mean, that that was a a disaster. Cliff Kingsbury did a Freddie Kitchens impersonation to be. George, I thought
1: you were going to say that the saving grace is the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers play right now against the Liberty Flames.
0: That's how we'll (laughs) close out the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys.